I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Internet Marketing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 123 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. And in today's show, Kelvin speaks to raventools.com. Now, we've spoken about raventools a few times on the show, and uh, today we have an interview by Kelvin with Taylor Pratt. He's the product marketing manager, and John Henshaw, co creator and product manager of raventools.com. All coming up in Internet Marketing. Raven Tools has been around for a little while now. Can you tell us a bit um, about kind of where it came from, where the idea from the tools came and kind of that, that whole how, how it became a startup and how the tool came to be really? Yeah, so we started off similar to, to you guys and now basically uh, the majority of our customers as a service agency. And so we were doing SEO and, and social media campaigns and we had created a few tools and one of them was a rank checker uh, one of them was what we called a SEO analyzer, which is now something something that we call the design analyzer. And we had put them out there as link bait. Uh, we were we were just you know again a regular agency. We were trying to bring attention to ourselves, and these things took off. Particularly the SEO analyzer took off, and we had we had a badge on there. It was a zero to one hundred score. It's it's what I um, have have called as sort of the original. Um, website grader. I mean, it just had all those little features and it took off tremendously. And of course, as people put those badges on there, so we got, we got really good coverage, uh, you know, on, on search engines, uh, a lot of traffic, a lot of business. And mm-hmm. so it, it, there came a point where we got our, started getting our monthly bill for how much it costs to <laughs> provide all that. And it was, you know, in the thousands. I mean, it was uh, pretty expensive. And and so we're kind of like, wow, you know, I'm not sure we can continue doing this uh, for free. Uh, you know, we, we already had enough business kind of coming in that, that it didn't make a lot of sense. So we kind of sat back and we said, you know, how can we charge for this? And this is during a time when a lot of the tools out there uh, nobody was charging for anything. I mean, if you were in SEO, you expected to have free tools, period. Yeah. And and so trying to figure out what would somebody actually pay for. Uh, and then on top of that, the, the thing that you know, even got us to what I think ended up being the right answer is what would we pay for? What would 
us as an agency give money for. And so that came down to we would pay for efficiency. Mm-hmm. We would pay for a way to uh, instead of having to go to all these different tools all over the internet, we would pay to have everything in one place, all our data in one place. We would pay for uh, the ability to instead of, of having all of our team members using ex- their own Excel spreadsheets and, and different ways of keeping their data, we would pay to have something that would centralize that data uh, and normalize it. Um, and then, and that extends all the way through research and, and monitoring your campaign to reporting. And reporting was another big one, which was we, you know, we felt like uh, we we found ourselves spending anywhere from hours to days depending on the size of the client and the campaign, preparing end-of-month reports. And and it was such a waste of time and resources. Uh, and so so we were just like, man, if we could just automate all this, if we could put this all in one place, in a central place, and then automate the reporting, then we could actually, not only would, would we be making more money, we could take on more customers. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, that's that's where it all kind of came together. The, the name Raven... Uh, that that was a name that I came up with because I had really liked uh, O'Reilly books, how mm-hmm. they sort of use an animal to identify something with like Java or you know some other language, and and it made it really easy to remember. Uh, I also uh, liked that particular animal. Uh, the reason why we chose Raven was because it's one it's known as uh, one of the smartest birds on the planet. Uh, at the time, we were only focused on SEO as far as the tools went, and uh, and so, uh, you, you know, SEO kind of back then was, and maybe sort of is to some people, uh, kind of a, the dark art of internet marketing. Mm-hmm. And and so that that's where Raven came from. So we, so Raven, we felt like it was easy to remember. Uh, it represented sort of, uh, you know, embodied SEO and this, you know, really intelligent uh, approach. Uh, and and so that's. That's basically how it all began. Was we were trying to cover our link bait costs, <laughs> and and uh, we saw an opportunity. And they were all, you know, Raven the entire time has has basically been uh, there to solve problems. Mm. The the entire software itself is to help solve problems that you have, in particular uh, problems that have to do with lack of efficiency. And do you think that kind of it came? You could only have come up with that tool having you know faced the same challenges and been in the the same boat as the as your customers, really. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it, it's, I and I think kind of what you're getting at is, could anybody who just wants to write software be able to write software for some other industry? Mm-hmm. And I I don't I don't think so. Uh, I I am aware of some companies out there that. Uh, that seem to be taking that approach. They're sort of like, you know what? Look what these guys are doing over here. Uh, if I could get some money or VC money and and copy some of what they're doing and some of my own ideas, we could come in and do the same thing. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think it's really, really difficult to succeed not actually knowing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the fact that uh, I would say the vast majority of people on uh, the Raven team, and this includes Taylor, because Taylor came from an agency background. That's one of the reasons why uh, we asked him to join us, is because he he worked with a lot of large clients. He understood what their needs were, and so what we have is uh, everybody who is essentially affecting the tool right now that is influencing that tool has background experience. I mean, Taylor, what do you think about that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's helped us a lot with our marketing, too, because we're able to say, all right, I understand what you're looking for, you know, what struggles you're having, what the clients are demanding. And, you know, like you had said earlier, how it can end up being a huge waste of time because you want to focus your time on actually getting work done for them. Where reporting, uh, for example, is going to eat up a lot of that time that you could be spending building links, doing anything really with your online marketing campaign. So, um for me, it's really helped identify with all of our prospective clients, too, because you know people will be coming to me and asking, all right, well, why should I be using Raven? And once I can go through the benefits and say to them, well, you know, when I worked at an agency, this is what was really important to mm-hmm. me, and this is what you won't have to worry about anymore, that that really helps them see the value of it. And I think that's why you know, it's, it's one of the reasons why Raven's been able to grow so well and build the tools that people are looking for, because we do have that mindset that uh, we know exactly what they're looking for. And was it, was it tricky, though, running an agency at the same time you know so there's two sides to that was it tricky selling it because you know is there a suspicion from other agencies that you know that you want that data there for those reasons and and was that also tricky because it's kind of a very different business model isn't it selling a software service versus being a consultancy business you know what were some of the challenges and how did you deal with that so so this was something that we saw early on before anybody ever mentioned it or complained or even thought of the idea uh it was something that had concerned me from the beginning. And and so to me, the tricky part was actually ending services. We had decided early on uh, that you know, we didn't want to put ourselves in a position where we were competing against our own customers. And and the worst case scenario would be having to bid against a, an SEO job that you know, uh, your customer is also bidding against. And, uh, and then on top of that, there's the concern about data. And so uh, you know, how can you guys, you know, trust us to hold uh, basically your 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 jewels? I mean, your campaign data, you know, the where you're building links, who you're communicating with, um, all of your successes, and so, uh, and and we have things in place where we can't actually see that data. Mm-hmm. But the the point being, you know, that you you need to be able to trust us. You need whoever, whoever your provider is who's who's giving you these tools and making your life hopefully better. Uh, you need to be able to trust us. So it was decided early on that once we were able to uh, essentially drop services, we would financially. And and so the the thing with our company is we are we're what's called a bootstrap company. Uh, we have not taken on VC, nor are we looking for it. We've really just kind of done it ourselves. Um, the main reason for that is because we wanted to maintain control over the product. I mean, we mm. have a true vision. For the product, we're very, very passionate about it. Uh, you know, we've kind of already been talking about this. We came from the industry. Uh, we under we've done the things that we provide tools for, and so uh, that passion and that desire to not have to lose control, to not have to ch- you know change your pricing or go a certain direction because uh, maybe bankers are telling you to do that. We didn't want to have that, and uh, because we love the industry, so. For for us, uh, it, it was always going to happen. Uh, if you go to the Raven blog and you search for, I think it's Ethical Dilemma or something like that might be in the title, I have a, a long blog entry that I wrote about us actually dropping services and why we did it. Um, and, and it really comes down to uh, having a com- company that has high integrity and uh, and can be trusted by our customers. And so, I mean, the two the two areas of the tool that really kind of sucked sucked me in as a as a as a user was the like you say the reporting, which saved a huge amount of time, particularly on some of the SERP tracking, because you know it did seem um, to that you know to be able to 
manipulate that data um, in a kind of online environment was much more usable, much more useful than kind of AWR or Web Position Girl, which we'd maybe used in the past. But the thing that I found really interesting was the kind of almost CRM style approach to link building. Um, you know, are there particular particular tools or particular suites that tend to drag people in and then they kind of learn from there? Or, or is there a real variety of, you know, um, aspects that people find most interesting? Well, you know, with the link building tools, I think that um, the thing that I stress to people the most is that's the hardest area for you to visualize to your clients what you're working on because it doesn't always require a lot of input on their end. Um, and so one of the things I like to I like to teach them about the tools is that, you know, you could give read-only access to the link building section so that people can, you know, your client can log in and see what links you've been building over the course of the month. But one of the other things that I think is a real big benefit to it is that we're aggregating some of the top data sources um, for your link building. So you're not having to go to a couple of different locations to get uh, different data sets. So, you know, we have Majestic SEO in there. We have uh, SEO Mazda's data in there. So in a single view, I can look at both of those data sets without having to, you know, compare them in Excel spreadsheets or whatever, I can manage that super easily in one view. And I think the other benefit that it has that people learn about as as they get to use the tool is how much easier it is to communicate this process with uh, my teammates. So, you know, for example, if if I know somebody on my team has been, you know, actively building links, but I don't always know what site they've already contacted, if I try and add a link in Raven, it's going to let me know who on our team is already um has already added that there. So I can say, all right, they already have a relationship with this person and um, I want them to be able to actually go out there and, and continue that relationship, maybe get another link from that site to another client of ours. So we're trying to speed up that whole um, management uh, time effort that you would normally be having. And you talked there about kind of majestic SEO and SEO models and using their APIs to pull data in there. Um, there's certainly a lot more um, premium, you know, paid for SEO tools out there now than there, there were, you know, probably when Raven first launched. Um, you know, I can see that, you know, in some cases there's collaboration going on between those different providers. But is, does that make it more complicated for the consumer? You know, you talked about in the past that there are all these free tools. Now there's kind of quite a plethora of, of paid tools. Is that a, a tricky marketplace to be working in? Are people wanting to pull data from tools that kind of, to you seem compet you know competitors as it were well it, it is interesting and I, I actually had a really good discussion with uh Rand fishkin before we mm -hmm. actually started pulling in the the moz uh, api because i wanted to make sure uh, they've they've identified us as a competitor for them um we haven't really but but they have and so it really concerned me that maybe at some point they might take that away and he's assured me that they wouldn't take it away and so um with that assurance uh i've we felt okay with with taking that in you know the other thing is with them in particular they're focusing on seo and and we have a different approach to what we're doing with our tools. And and while we started with SEO, it's becoming much, much more than that. And we kind of have our own vision uh, that we're pursuing right now. So uh, when I think of Raven and when I think of where Raven is going, I think of it as a truly an internet marketing platform. And so right now we have SEO uh, tools. We have tools for social media management, which we have a, a pretty big update coming coming up with that in a few months. And and then we we've brought an email campaign monitoring report. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mm-hmm. And, and beyond that, uh, I'm, we're pretty tight-lipped on basically our roadmap and what's coming next. But beyond that, you can use your imagination. Uh, I mean, there, what are the other things that could make up a, a, a true internet marketing platform? What, what actually makes up a true online marketing campaign? And so those are the things that we're focused on. And then to get back to what you're talking about with using other people's APIs, our, part of our, our vision from the very beginning has been to uh, aggregate and, and access the basically the best tools that are out there, the best data that's out there. And so if they have made their API available and we can have a partnership with them and you know, you know, basically pay for that data and get that data um, and feel secure about it, then we are. And you know, the, biz, the biggest example of what we're doing as far as the standards that are out there is we are uh, you know, aggressively adding Google APIs. You know, we use yeah. the Google AdWords API for research. Uh, we just integrated Google Webmaster Tools API, which is still in labs, but it, we've been watching it pretty closely, and it's stable enough to be usable. Uh, we, you know, we pull in GA. We we use GA data extensively throughout all the tools. Uh, so we we think that it's a it's a pretty solid. Uh, way to approach it and we really haven't had that many problems um, with it the the problems that we've had the most with would be with uh, getting data that's just difficult to get so for example I'll just throw it out on the table um, you know ranking results is really really yeah. difficult to get because Google doesn't want you to have it yeah <laughs> and and uh, they did in the beginning so one of our very first tools was the rank checker and we used their legitimate API and then they have backpedaled on that and are now at the point where they just don't like it so with the exception of that one particular type of data uh, we we play well with everybody as best we can and, and we try to be very very careful with um, who and, and how we integrate data from other people. 
Yeah, I think that rank checking is a kind of it's uh, you know it seems like it's almost impossible to get right, and it's just you know the way that you, the thing that I quite like about the way that you seem to be dealing with the rank checker is that you're you're making the connections between, so it's kind of you can click on a ranking, see if it's improved, and then overlay the analytics data on that, which I think is quite exciting. So that that's really interesting. But you talked a bit there about kind of being um, tight lipped about the roadmap and some major um, updates that are going through on the social. Are there any of them that you can talk about and share with us? That some of the things that you're you know thinking about bringing in and the, the connections you can um, you know the new functionality that you're working on yeah uh this the stuff i will talk about uh that i don't mind sharing uh generally has to do with with tools that already exist and so uh there we have a lot of outstanding issues with the the seo section the link management section uh we've had a lot of, of requests for um it's basically People who who get links uh, that relate to basically an exchange of money. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm careful. I'm careful with that because I mean I want to say we're agnostic <laughs> about yeah. the whole thing. We're just managing your your data and giving you reports. But um, I'll approach it from you know hey you know ads that you pay for mm-hmm. that involve links or whatever it might be. Um, there are a lot of things, a lot of better ways to manage that data. Uh, and and so we're working on a major update with with that section. Uh, we're working on a major update with. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, basically the CRM approach. Yeah. Uh, so we have a lot we have a lot of interesting things in the works there. Uh, the the other thing I can talk about is on the social side. So we uh, have I've been doing a, a lot of uh, research actually around. Uh, some major updates we want to do in the social area. So there's what we have right now is we have a social media monitor. Uh, we have a, a tool that uh, helps you monitor and post and schedule to Facebook and Twitter, um, and in a, in a couple other tools we have GNOME integration. Uh, and so we we're going to be taking that to the next level. Um, you know, for for us, what what's out there right now was sort of you know this kind of does the basics that you need it to do, and it and actually does it pretty well. Um, but there's a lot more that can be done, uh, particularly in the social monitoring realm, um, but especially how you uh, efficiently, in an agency setting, manage your uh, social profiles for your client or for yourself. And so those are those are problems that we're trying to solve. And I would expect those uh, with on the SEO side, that's going to be rolled out iteratively over the next uh, several weeks or, or a couple of months. And then I would expect the social update to come out um, maybe in like two to three months. But that being said, I'll tease you <laughs> and, and we'll say that we also have some other very, very big updates coming out uh, that are bigger than anything I just mentioned. And, and, uh, and those should be coming out probably within the next uh, several weeks. Oh, fantastic. I'll keep my ears and eyes open on that front. I mean, you're talking a bit there about this kind of social media monitoring and the managing of social accounts. There's been some interesting kind of mergers and acquisitions going on around in that sector. Can you, you know, as a tool provider, are you, gonna, are you expecting there to be more of these types of, you know, purchases of um, buzz monitoring tools by analytics companies or, 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 you know, all these types of things? You kind of expect, you know, you talked about being bootstrapped and not being VC there, so it's probably you're in a slightly different position to some of these VC-backed companies where that, you know, presumably is the the exit strategy but is it is can you can you see how that's shaping up in terms of people if they're putting all their data in these tools they've got to kind of have a, a view to what their long-term future is so I, I i think what you're asking is how do you feel about if there's 
acquisitions going on mm. with different companies and maybe they take over ownership of that data and that type of thing. Is yeah. That kind of what yeah, 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 yeah. So for example, say you're kind of using a tool that, um, you know, is kind of independent of an analytics provider. So you're kind of, you know, free to choose, you know, you're using your buzz monitoring tool and that's kind of separate from your analytics tool. But then if that's purchased by an analytics company, that's a, you know, an analytics solution that you're not using, it then starts to get a bit complicated, doesn't it? Uh, it may, you know, it really depends on, how that particular company, what their reach is. And so, for example, uh, I'll go back to, to SEO Moz as, as a really good example. So with their uh, Leanscape, which actually is Open Site Explorer API now, uh, with, with that particular API, th- they are in a position where it's its own product. It's its own product separate from their tool set. And, and they have positioned themselves where uh, uh, the majority of people who they would consider to be competitors, I mean, beyond us, are now using that data, so 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 it wouldn't be in their best interest to pull that data away. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as uh, you know, if you're talking about social monitoring, so let's let's say Social Mention, which is the the company we use right now for our data, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody could come along and swoop them up. You know, we could buy them. Somebody else could buy them. And and then what happens then? Do they cut off that data? Uh, what I will tell you just uh, is is that. We have definitely thought about that a lot, <laughs> and and we do have uh, contingency plans. And and then what I will also throw out is uh, that you know future updates might uh, uh, take care of that concern uh, based on on what we're working on, what we want to do. Do you think other people are taking that same kind of consideration? Because it looks like you're looking about okay, if it's an API, it's unlikely the API is going to change, and you know that's you know you kind of you seem to have a kind of an awareness of this. Do you think that you know everyone else who's making these tools is is being as forward thinking on that? Because you know, it, it, not everyone's going to have that opinion, surely, are they? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know because you know I'm not in their head, <laughs> and yeah. and uh, I I don't know if they're smarter than us or not or the same. Uh, I, I think that there's always going to be a concern uh, at a business level when you're relying on third-party data. I mean, yeah. there's al- you're always going to have that concern because that can be seen somewhat as an Achilles heel. So what you do is uh, you make sure that you, you do your best due diligence, uh, you have a good agreement in place uh, when, when you can, you, you have a strong agreement in place that has some protections, and and when you can, you you have a backup plan. And so uh, we do our best within reason to have uh, certainly have backup plans mm-hmm. uh, in in place. Uh, you know, as far as anybody else goes, it would it would be a good idea. You mm-hmm. know, to yeah to to consider alternatives. You know, for for us, uh, we want to be a platform that people want to be on, not something that they want to pull the data from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, the, so the partnerships that we want to make and, and particularly going forward, some things that we have going on that are in the works, uh, we want it to be so that they benefit from it. It's not just us benefiting, mm. benefiting from it. And so I think if you approach it that way, if you approach your uh, third party, you know, partnerships and relationships from we both benefit, uh, then I think that works out well. Uh, we, are not uh, shy about the the people we do partner with. I mean, in other words, if if you're on our platform, then uh, we let everybody know that you're yeah. that we're getting the data from you, and and we think it's great. And and one of the things that we're we're working towards, uh, and this is part of that you know kind of win win type of approach, is 
Uh, in some cases, people will come to Raven and they'll want to access a particular service that they don't have an account with, and we'll act as sort of the middleman for that. You know, we'll give them an allotment that goes with their account, and uh, and then they'll have some overage fees and that type of thing. But it won't be more than what they would typically pay. Uh, on on the other hand, we also want to make it so that if they have an account with that third-party service already, we we are pushing, at least future-wise, we're pushing to make it so that you can authenticate with that particular account and you just pay them directly. You have a relationship with them, you pay them directly, but you're able to access that data and use that data in other areas of, of Raven um, within the system. And that way, you know, they still keep their customer, but they have a better way potentially of managing it. Mm. Now, one thing that really interests me, I know you talked about that data being anonymized and, you know, you can't see it there, but I'm sure there probably is some, you know, data that people could opt into if it was, you know, you know, so set up that I'm sure there's some really interesting research that you could do with the data that's in these, you know, just things that immediately spring to mind, I suppose, like click through rates and different, you know, cert, you know, positions and that type of thing. Have we, you thought much could. about that type of thing or is it kind of, is it because, the data is too personal. You're concerned about, you know, presenting it in that way. So, so we could, if if we wanted to take a shortcut and bring attention to ourselves, we could mine our customers' data mm-hmm. and and come up with just fascinating things on this is, you know, how people do it, and mm-hmm. this is, you know, all kinds of interesting percentages. But then we would risk losing the trust of our customers. Mm. And and so the number one thing, one of the things that has made us successful is that people trust us. Mm-hmm. They know that we are not going to screw with their data. And, and we treat their data as their property, and we don't mess with it. Mm-hmm. We don't mess with it ever. We don't look at it. We don't analyze it. We don't do any type of meta-analysis. Um, uh, and I and I don't foresee that changing yeah. anytime in the future. Now I, I just wondered in terms because you know personally you know be, I know that you kind of get these sometimes in kind of research projects where if you you know if you contribute your data to the research project you're able to share that data as well. I just, just wonder if there was that type of you know possibility at some point down the line. We've avoided it. It's, yeah. it's definitely a, a technically possible. We mm. have avoided it. Mm. No, it's interesting. No, I only, like I say, I, I, I know, I understand that you keep that private for that kind of thing, but it would be, I know that, you know, even, you know, in our account, we've got a certain number of profiles there that, you know, putting that data out, you can gain some kind of knowledge there. But if you were to extrapolate that and have a kind of agreement amongst a, you know, a small number of people that it would all be anonymized, but the data, you know, the, the percentages and the numbers might be interesting. So well, just, so, as yeah. soon as this is over, I'm, I, I will mine all the data in your account. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll blog about it. Yeah. That's, it sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. As long as I get a nice link out of it, I'd be happy with it, you know, but, right, right. <laughs> but no, no, so re- really interesting. No, it's a, I'm really interested to hear about so yeah, some of those developments, it sounds like you've got down the pipeline are really interesting. And I, I like the way that you're kind of expanding it out from just SEO because there's, you know, the, the connectedness and the interdependence of the, you know, the different channels is only going to increase over time. And if, you know, anything that can make life easier, I can always see being very successful. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three. 256 or 150 if you're inside the uk it's 01273 256 150 
and you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show also we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself well that's it for now Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness It's the world's smartest kitty litter Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy Terms and conditions apply See site for details Even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.